Thank you so much for tuning in to Conspiracy is the Theory. My name is Reelan. And uh, today's episode, this is the interview that I did with Chuck Wright just recently, uh, which is going to be on my radio show for KCAA. Um, there is no conspiracies in this, but we're going to go over his new album that he has just released, which is Chuck Wright's Sheltering Sky. Why well, I can't play a single on here called Throwing Stones, definitely look it up. Uh, Chuck Wright's Sheltering Sky, Throwing Stones singles. And here is that interview. I have Chuck Wright here. Uh, he was one of the longest members in Quiet Riot, was in a band, House of Lords, a truly great brand. And now he's off on his own with his brand new band, Chuck Wright, Sheltering Sky. How are you doing, brother? I'm good. You know, it's really not a band. Um, it's a solo album, and I'm very fortunate to have 41 friends of mine uh, from a lot of bands you might know. Um, that joined me on it. Um, I just started writing music uh, because the pandemic happened and I had the time before that I was um, on the road with Quiet Riot every weekend. And then I run an event in Hollywood called Ultimate Jam Night where I coordinate like 50 to as many as 100 uh, professional musicians in a themed show. So, you know, free time did not exist for me to sit and compose. But because of the pandemic, I was able to just sit down and just write songs for that I wanted to hear nothing. I had no plan to do a solo album. So it's not a band. It's a solo album. That's cool, man. So yeah, it's a bunch of musicians that you've known that, how did you get 40 plus musicians together to work on an album? Well, it, it, they were never together at one place. I mean, it was the pandemic. So everything was done. What I would do is um, w when I'm working on a piece of uh, song, I would go, you know, who'd be great for this. And, and I would, um, reach out to him, you know, um, on my cover of Bjork's, I only have two cover songs on the record. There's nine other originals. Um, on my cover of Bjork's army of me, I, uh, reached out to a singer that I discovered through doing ultimate jam night named Whitney Ty. And she loved Bjork and her voice I thought would be perfect. And it was, and then we ended up really hitting it off. So, um, I was finishing another song and, and she finished writing it with me. That's called Time Waits for No One. And I've had a song called Given Up the Ghost that I've held on to for many, many years. And I finally got to record it. And I thought her voice would be perfect for that, too. So she's on three songs on the album. But there's a lot of other singers on there. That's cool. her. Now, where does the name Shelter in the Sky come from, Chuck? Well, because of what I do, I kind of always felt like an umbrella or a sheltering sky over all these musicians here. Um, I've been running Ultimate Jam Night since 2015, and I put people together. I'm kind of like overseeing everybody, putting people together and creating a social situation so they can hook up and create bands or maybe get a gig. Or, you know, like next week we're doing, um, for Prince's birthday, um, a section of the show is all Prince stuff. And the actual singer, Alonzo Russell, sang it before at Ultimate Jam Night. It was seen by the, the Prince's state at the Whiskey at my show. And because of that, they hired him to do this orchestra um, tour with doing Prince music, and he was the singer. And things like that happen all the time. So I've kind of, that's kind of, and I think the title really fits the cinematicness of the album, the depth of the album. It, it kind of has that kind of feel to it. Mm -hmm. So um, that's kind of why, that, that's where that name came from. And I did want to do like a, a solo album like, Chuck Wright, and then the title. It's like an all-encompassing thing because it really is truly a work with many people, even though it's my a lot my tunage and 
I'm playing guitar and bass and and uh, keyboards and and I wrote lyrics and the songs for the most part. So, but it's still it's really uh, uh, an overreaching effort from a lot of really great friends too. Now, are you going to take this on the road? Well, that question's come up, and honestly, to to pull off this music the way I would envision it um, as an immersive experience, I think when people listen to the album, it's kind of like when you put on a Pink Floyd record, you you can almost picture this whole scene going on. For me to do that, I think I would need Roger Waters' budget or Paul McCartney or somebody like that to pull off this record. I mean, one song has five guitar players on it, you know? Yeah. So, um I, I might be able to do a stripped down version of some of the songs and maybe pull some material from my past. Uh, some of the stuff I did with Landy Cordola in uh, Odd Man Out, Chaos of the Poetry, Magdalene, maybe some House of Lords. I don't know. But musically, this is more unique and a little bit more modern than a lot of that stuff. Uh, one of the songs was compared to, uh, one of the reviewers compared it to Primus Meets Stevie Wonder. So. I've been trying to keep it, you know, modernistic, but still, you know, centered in a 70s realism and feel. Yeah, I got a lot like a a Rage Against the Machine, more modern type of sound. Have you heard that as well? No, maybe on two songs, but there's there's two. Well, Army of Me is pretty aggressive, but there's really, those are the only aggressive songs, maybe three songs that are aggressive. Everything else is pretty thick and, and dreamy and trippy and moody um, covering I cover a lot of styles I um, because I didn't have an agenda to do a solo album I just was writing music that I wanted to hear you know that I liked or that was just coming out from what I was feeling so um, you've got progressive rock you've got jazz fusion you've got um, like Led Zeppelin kind of vibe thing and you've got a, um, a folk piece on there that's like Robert Plant Alice Krauss um, you've got, you know, full on, like I said, aggressive funk tunes on there. And I actually have a Celtic piece on there, um, uh, called Darkness Darkness, which was a cover of, uh, a Youngblood song that came out in 1969 that I've always wanted to do. And David Victor, who sang with Boston, um, did an amazing vocal on it. So that's on there. It's just a song I've always wanted to cover and do. And, you know, here we go. I've got a solo album with all this material I've put together. Yeah, and it wasn't a plan. It just kind of happened organically. That's a good way for it to happen, though. It just makes it more natural, wouldn't you say? Yeah, it is, and I think a lot of almost everybody's kind of surprised when they first hear it because a lot of people just know me as this rock bass player guy, so they're expecting maybe a House of Lords or Quiet Riot kind of sound and thing, and then when they hear what I'm doing, it's like, what the hell? And and it's been a pleasant surprise to everybody. You know, it's um, audio spiritualism, someone called it. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool. Oh. So what made you choose the cover Army of Darkness by Bjork? You mean Army of Me? I'm sorry, Army of Me. My bad. I'm sorry, Paul. By Bjork? I'm sorry. Man. Yeah, yeah. By Bjork. Um, that came out in 95, and it was a hit for her. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in the studio at Pat Torpy, my late friend Pat Torpy, from Mr. Big's place. Lanny Cordola and I, and you might know Lanny from House of Lords and, and a bunch of other projects, and I did seven film scores with him, but yeah. we would get together at Pat's and just, you know, write and create songs. 
and and one day we just decided Pat really dug the um, levee breaks drum thing that because Bjork took that um, drum part and sampled it and used it on her song we just started jamming on it and um, I'm not even actually playing her bass part exactly right I kind of did my own take on it because mm-hmm. it was all from memory and I, I I came across these tracks um, there were three songs that were never finished and the tracks just blew me away and I just go you know what I want to honor Pat and finish these off and Lanny as you might know he was in um, Afghanistan um, with his his school for girls, you know, teaching music, and then yeah. the Taliban got over. He just now was able to get a bunch of them out of the country, but he wasn't available to work on it. Uh, but his tracks are killer. They're the rhythm tracks. I just finished the songs with a, a group of different people mm-hmm. um, on it. And Army of Me came about be, just because of that, because I found you know found the track and go, wow, this is killer, and I want to finish it. And I actually did a video. For it, um, I worked with a 3D animator friend of mine named Drew Lanius, who's actually in Kentucky, um, where you are. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, and it was during when we were coming out of um, the civil unrest and the riots, and and Ruth Ginsburg had just passed. So um, we came up with the idea of having an army, the army of me being an army of Ruth Ginsburg, and and still believing in human rights. And so you, you see an army of Ruth Ginsburg's marching on Washington and uh, Whitney falls out of the sky and joins the army. It's a, it's pretty trippy when you check, you should check out the video. It's, it's on YouTube. Um, and the album came out on the 20th. So it's pretty much available everywhere. Um, I encourage my friends to get the CD itself. Um, you can get it on Amazon for one, if you want it, no delivery charges. Um, if you're a prime member, but, um, the album cover is killer. It was done by Glenn Wexler. who's really well known and famous. And you might've seen his work. He's done a couple of Van Halen covers and rush kiss like Sabbath. And he's one of my best friends. Um, and during the process of creating this album, this music, I should say, I just would send him, I would send him tracks, go, Hey, what do you think of this? What do you think? So he, he saw the growth of the music. So he came up with his own concept and idea they captured what the record was. And, and basically, even though there's a darkness to the whole album, there's a lot of hope in the messaging and the album. So that's what's reflected in the cover. So I encourage people to go, you know, get, get the real thing, you know, instead of an MP3, you know, get the, get the actual CD. I agree. MP3s, they, they, they squash the sound. <laughs> Chuck, so yeah. But with it's, not, it's, it's not the same point. Plus, it's nice to actually hold something in your hand. You can open it up and read. Who I have so many guests, you have to read who's on it, you know. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I mean, you can't go to and and find out information on the record. And both my videos are, are there that you can link to them and see them. No, I have seen both the videos. I do follow you. And that Army of Dark, I seen it right when you released it, Chuck. That is a killer video. It's a really good video, man. I've seen all the previews that you were, you were building it up and I was clicking on all the links, man. Well, good. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. It, it came out really good. Um, I have a genius friend that I work with who also co-produced some of the songs and mixed some of the songs. And he's also an amazing cinematographer and editor. And he's won many film, uh, many awards for his film scores. So in him working on some of these songs with me, um, when we were getting ready, in the mix process, he would add 
elements to it to make it the tracks even deeper and and more cinematic sounding. So that's part of w- what you're hearing in there. Yeah. Um, I did the, uh, some of that stuff, but he added some very cool elements to create such depth within the songs themselves. And I will tell you, listening to to the tracks as well, Chuck. You guys, you recorded it great. You mixed it great, and you mastered it great. Sonically, it's a good sound. You have to admit that is a great sonic sound. I've I've, uh, I've actually uh, gotten a lot of compliments about that. Um, strangely, oddly enough, for me, um, a few days before my album came out, I found out that I won best instrumental and best video for my first song, which is "Waited Silence." It's the very first thing. I composed when the pandemic hit us and, and I was looking around at the world and it felt post-apocalyptic with no, no people anywhere. I mean, big cities like New York were empty. So I, I wrote a song and, and uh, uh, Tesla's drummer, Troy Lucetta reached out and, and said, this is great, man. It would sound great with drums. I said, yeah, man, go for it. So it built from there. Um, Alan Hines, who's one of my favorite guitar players in LA, the jazz fusion player, added some solo work and I edited that together and created a, a new version of the first thing I put out and that won an award, you know, one for best instrumental and best video at the rock um, music Alliance awards and presented by Tony K as yes. And I didn't even know I was nominated and I was up against Joe Satriani and John five. Oh, and a bunch of other notable. <laughs> Dude, that's yeah, so cool, I, brother. Yeah. I was surprised. I was really, uh, and it came right when my record was coming out. So it was, it was crazy timing. Yeah. And I've noticed by, by watching the progress from releasing the album and all the stuff going on, you are getting a lot of love on this album from everybody. I mean, you, you must have a lot of great relationships and a lot of respect by people out there because you really are getting a lot of love there, Chuck. All, all of the reviews have been, as you said, super, super positive, but I don't know these people. Um, for the most part, there's only one out of all of them. And this, um, vintage rock, um, did, he actually knows me and knows what I'm about, knows Lanny, and, and he did a really remarkable review of the album. But in for the most part, all of these people, I have no idea. They just, like I said, they're expecting one thing and they got something completely different and were blown away. One one guy said he listened to the album 10 times in a row oh, before man. we talked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's really, you know, it, it makes you feel really good that you feel like you accomplished something. Even if I touch a few people with what I try to create, it's great. You know, it feels good. I just, I would really hope that this album can be my legacy and not something I recorded in in 1983, you know, Um, because this speaks to what I'm about musically. Yeah. Hence it's all that (laughs) because I like all kinds of music. Yeah, yeah. I mean, all your music was great. You know, so I grew up, the first time I ever saw you guys, I saw you and Lanny at the House of Lords video shoot. I was there. You know, Two. yeah. Now, how many albums have you played on? I know, I, I think when I've worked with you before, you were already at over 50 albums back then. But how many albums would you say now that you've, you've actually played on? Over 100, easily, something like that. Yeah. You know, um, I haven't been doing as many as, as I had been in the past because I was always on the road, you know. So I'm about to do um, another record with a project which I just last week agreed to do. Um, it's called Sahara. And that was purposely, the record label purposely took the name Sahara because it's House of Lords related and Ken Mary yeah. is playing drums. 
on it, and they got the guitar player Jimmy Bell, who's currently in the the, um, the version of House of Lords that's been going now for over a decade. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the guitar player. He also plays an autograph. He's on it, and um, I heard the material, and it really was really well written, well done for that genre. And I said, hell, why not? It sounds great to get to play with Ken again. Um, you know, we'll see what happens. But that's an album project I have coming up. And I just did yesterday a track for Whitney Ty's new album. So, I, you know, I'm, I'm doing things, but not as busy as I've had been. Um, I also have a, um, a thing I'm doing called The Legends of Classic Rock, which I did five weeks with them on the road, actually out of the country, um, which with Greg D'Angelo, who's the founding member of, of White Lion, and Terry Luce, who sang with uh, Great White for like 12 years, I think. Um, and um, Kevin Jones, who played with Ozzy and Randy Rose on keyboards. And we've had a few different guitar players. But that's something else I'm doing. We're going to go to back to Europe um, in July, July 3rd, We're gonna, out of Barcelona. It's a fun band. We just do songs from our repertoire of, of albums and things that we've been a part of. So we'll do Radar Love because it was a big song for um, White Lion. It was. And once been, once been Twice Shy because it was a big song for um, Great White. That kind of thing. It's a fun band. I just do it. It's kick, you know, just for fun. Yeah. You're, you're busy all the time. You have the Ultimate ultimate Jam Night is most Tuesdays at the Whiskey Go-Go, correct? Well, it's every. It's now it's every other Tuesday. Okay. And I'm just completing next week's show, as I mentioned, uh, there's some prints in it, but we're doing highlights from because it's NAM right now, they changed NAM to June. Um, it's an it's a post NAM party kind of thing. There's people in town that wouldn't be normally, so we're getting people involved um, in the show. And I'm just wrapping, putting that up, putting that together because I'm going to be down in Anaheim at the NAM show. Um, so I've try- wrapped up the show, so it's all ready to go for Tuesday. Yeah, I wish I was out there and to we- be able to go to the NAM show. <laughs> There's, you don't come to Kentucky. No, it doesn't. We actually, um, with Ultimate Jam Night, um, a few weeks back, we did a benefit for Ukraine um, for the World Central Kitchen and raised thousands of dollars to send money to the World Central Kitchen that helps feed the uh, refugees. We actually had um, a refugee family that had only been in the United States a week. Their place was bombed, and um, we had them out on stage, and the father talked, and their seven-year-old daughter sang a verse in a chorus of We Are the World. It was a pretty oh, special night. Man, it sounds like it is. So, yeah. So let's talk about your, your, your new single, Throwing Stones, since we're, we're okay. on the subject a little bit. Yeah, that's, that is, like I said, I was trying to think of what would be the next single to follow Army of Me, and, and Joe Retta just delivered such an amazing vocal. And I'm telling you, it's just off the chart, killer. And he, he came up with the melody and the lyric, which the lyrics are actually an anti-war message. And he wrote them before the Russian invasion of Ukraine. And um, he, uh, you know, he just, he blew my mind when he said that to me. So I I said to myself, I go, man, I want to do, I want to do a video for this. So the video kind of is reflective of what's going on. And he couldn't be here. So we we came up with an idea. How can we do a video with Joe Retta in it if he's not going to be here to do it? So he's in, there's this pile of TV sets you know, of destruction. And he's in one of the TV sets singing. Yeah. That's cool, man. Yeah. It came out really, I'm really, really happy with it. Um, 
And, and the song, you know, the message basically is, is that as humans, we started off as a species throwing stones at each other and throwing spears at each other. And now we're like launching missiles at each other thousands of years, thousands of years later. When are we going to learn? So in the, in the course, it says how much, you know, how long will it take before we know, you know? Yeah. So I, you know, everybody should check it out. It's pretty cool. It is a great jam. I love the jam. Um, so this jam coming up, this is Throwing Stones by Chuck Wright's Sheltering Sky.